Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 22 of the Last Place Fire Team Podcast. My name is Yandy and I am here with my co-hosts, Alan and Chris. Hello. Alright, so today we got, we got a normal show happening. Nah, not too many super exciting stories. We have a few we're going to talk about. Uh, ads and games, Elder Scrolls 6, GTA 6, Indiana Jones, and Sony buying more studios. But before we go into that, let's go ahead and ask our co-hosts here how, how they've been doing, what they've been doing, and what's been going on. So, Chris, how you been, man? I've been good. Real quick for the viewers, the live viewers. If you're watching this, let me know if it's choppy, because right now, I mean, Twitch's bitrate thing is telling me we're unstable. And that it always says that for like a second. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good to me. I'm okay. watching because I always watch it. Okay, so. cool. Uh I've yep. been good. I've been playing what have I been playing? Uh Warzone. I mm. try Ratchet and Clank still. And mm. I also tried the Sea of Thieves thing Sea of Thieves thing with you, Yendi. Uh mm. which we thought was very cool, but there was two moments in the game that just took <laughs> way too long for some reason. So I, I think we didn't understand what we were supposed to trigger or something. You think so? No, that, that's I'm talking about what happens. I'm talking about so the boat in the beginning, right? When we were flo- yeah, the ship? like after we float, no, we floated through the portal, or it took forever okay. to get to the portal or something oh. like that. We were just sitting yes. there, and like the game took control of the boat, and we're you're just standing there, and it's just like look at all this stuff, and it's like it's water and rocks. Can we move, please? Like keep <laughs> moving, and then the yeah the the ship battle that took forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i think it yeah, would have helped if there's like a health bar or something that i could see but we were just like uh how long does this go on for <laughs> yeah that so, was quite a bit uh and then i've been catching up on uh the clone wars so i can watch uh bad batch and uh, get all that done so i've been uh having a good time yeah all right, all right. what about you alan what have you been watching or doing or you know well, whatever you do i've been watching you know loki I watched that. I've been I beat Sunset Overdrive and if you guys haven't played it, please, please just sit back, go play it. It's on Game Pass. You don't have to do much. It's literally brain dead chaos. But for some reason it gripped me in a way I don't know if it was a game I needed, but like it's one hundred percent exactly what I needed to play. And it was just like brain dead, just shoot these zombies. It was humorous, it was funny. It had, like, it broke the fourth wall. It did everything that you would want in, like, that style of game. And I think everyone should play it. And I'm kind of mad that it took me so long to beat it. But it kind of gave me a re, you know, it re-energized my love for that game. And I think it's only a 10-hour campaign. And I think if you, everyone should play it. Oh, it's it's only 10 hours? Yeah. Oh, I'm in. If you just do the straight, just, but you have to do straight up the just straight main mission. Don't. Go on the side quest because there's a bunch of stuff to collect. It's just like Spider-Man where you can go pretty much everywhere kind of thing. And it made me realize how much Insomniac took from that game because Insomniac, uh, the whole wall running is legit Spider-Man's wall running. It's exactly like Spider-Man. And I was like, that makes sense because like, I, like the way you move, even the way he turns on buildings is exactly the uh. way Spider-Man does. And I was like, that's so cool that they took like different elements from different games because I mean they have the whole weapon design is essentially just like Ratchet and Clank's where it's just like you have a bunch of just obscene weapons like you have like this disc thrower that does like record disc and things like that and then you have like the whole wheel itself is just like 
Ratchet and Clank. So, uh, but anyway, I could go on for days. Just go play it. It is on Game Pass if you have it on console or if you want to play it on PC. It might be a while. It's amazing and totally worth it. Nice. So, has there been any new shows you guys have discovered or, you know, stumbled upon or anything like that? Uh, I'm just going through a lot of the old stuff because right now it's just, um, I don't know, man. I'm in a point where it's, I, I feel like I'm stuck in a rut right now. So the, like usually whenever I get in those moments where I just feel like I'm just waking up, going to work, coming home, waking up, going, you know, over and over again, then I find like, I'll watch an old show or something like that just to find some comfort. And I think that's why I, I went back. This is my second time watching through the clone wars. So I was sitting there watching it and I'm, and I feel calm and relaxed. Um, the only new thing I guess that me and Bree have gotten into, or well, I mean, just Loki's the newest thing right now. That's about it. So everything else, I mean, the new season of Working Moms is out, and uh, Bree got me into that. And I know at that look that you, Yandy just gave me is what everybody uh, Working Moms. <laughs> what? Watch it. <laughs> just watch it. It's funny. What's it on? It's on Netflix. Uh, it's usually a it's a Canadian show. Um, okay. So they're like they're way ahead, but we get the season we get the season later on 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 Netflix here in America, and uh, I enjoy it. I, I it's really funny to me. And, uh, yeah, so it's one of those shows where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, I'm down with this. <laughs> so. Nice. Okay, okay, okay. So, let's see. As for myself, I, I've been playing the typical games, just Warzone. I tried my hand at Valance today. It was a bad idea. Uh, but I went into it saying to myself, I'm going to play a game, and I'm not going to rage. If I die, then that's fine. It's for a reason. I died six times in a row before I got a kill. <laughs> it was very infuriating, but I kept my composure. So in that sense, I kind of, I won, you know, in my mind. Uh, but it, thankfully, our team forfeit, and I've never been more happy for a forfeit in my life. So speaking I, of, I played one game, and that's it. Speaking of Valorant, <laughs> today or this week at work, I saw uh, Jordan Fisher and Tim the Tat Man. And when I saw oh, Jordan yeah. Fisher, I totally wanted to ask him. I'm like, hey man, just send me the Valorant trophy. If you guys have not seen this yet, go to on, on his Twitter or on his YouTube and Valorant sent him a whole trophy. It's literally the bomb from the game, but inside it's a glass case and it has all the knives in the, from the game, like inside of it. And you can like spin it around. It looks really cool. But yeah, I, unfortunately I couldn't say like, oh my God, I'm a big fan or anything like that. Cause I was working, but when I walked past him and I was just like, I, I just had to keep going. I mean, you, you could have said it. You just, you know, had to be discreet. You know what I'm saying? You uh, just be like, oh my God. I can't, then, I can't. I can't. I can't. And they're on vacation. Like they were both on vacation, and yeah, that's the last thing you want to do. Because all already the get, like one guy got off, and he's like taking a side picture like this. I was like, man, dude, like you can, you can't make this any more obvious. Your phone is sideways right? like this, and you're walking <laughs> forward. Like, come on. So uh, did you did you see that picture of uh of Tim that I sent you guys? He looks like a Florida man. Hey, that's kind Sands of like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> he is a yeah. Florida man. He's, he is. He's adapted well to the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take you long, especially when your first Florida summer is when you realize, yeah. yo, I can't be wearing long pants. I can't be wearing sneakers. Like, any of that stuff is just a little too hot. If you, you know, once you realize it, you're like, yo, bring out the khaki shorts, <laughs> bring out the white shirts. Let's go. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't take that long. It, it was just cool. It's really cool to see people like that in, in the setting of, like, just hanging out. And having fun and actually enjoying themselves. I mean, I, I know Tim gets to do that every day. They both get to do that every day. They do what they love and stuff like that. But um, 
I love that. Uh, I've learned that when I moved to Florida. <laughs> but uh, also, if you saw in the beginning, when Tim per first moved here, we had the hurricane, or we had a, it was like a warning or something like that. Hey, a hurricane's coming. Nobody was paying attention to it. But I remember watching Tim stream and him like, all right, so I got to make sure I have water. I got to make sure I have this. And he was in the panhandle, I think. Like, he's, he's up there. So <laughs> I remember people telling him like, hey, man, it's not that bad. Like, just relax. <laughs> so he's still getting used to the, the florida way you know nice i had no idea he lived in in, uh, in florida yeah yeah he moved oh. recently yeah actually. not yes. not even a year yet year. him and nick Merckx. Yeah, hasn't. Yeah. Huh. and also oh, Becca, really? thank you for the follow yeah yeah thank you thank you becca all right so yeah i i've been playing that warzone valorant i tried playing mass effect and i found a bug that i could replicate so it used to be that the game would crash for me if I started up with the controller. So what you have to do is start it up with the mouse first and then turn on the controller after you're already in-game. Uh, Otherwise, it'll freeze. That's for Mass Effect 1. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, as far as t uh, TV or shows or anything I've been watching, uh, there's this new show on Netflix, and I can never remember the damn name of it. I always make up some something. I think it's Hanger or... I have no clue. But anyways, it's about like a, a, a plane that gets stuck in time in a way. Oh, the, the yeah. The they leave for like, they leave, they disappear for five years. Yeah. Right? They're disappear oh, they come okay. back five years later. Everybody in is still the same, but they're five years ahead. That's been on my so, list. That sounds pretty cool. It's, uh, it's really cool. The whole idea of it, but the acting is kind of like, eh, you know, me and Anna feel the same way about that. So it could be a little bit better. But so you should guys should just watch really Loki. Cool. You should just watch Loki. Loki? Yeah, oh, yeah. You should maybe. just watch, you know, a Go show that, that everybody else is watching. And then also, yeah. um, Becca, we actually actually have to get you on the show. Uh, I actually met her while working. She was a guest at, at the uh, place I was working at. And she's also a uh, Twitch streamer who now um, does cooking on uh, on Twitch. She used to play Fortnite, but now she's in the cooking realm. And it's uh, it's pretty dope. So we'll have to get her on the show at some point for sure. Sure. Yes, it's called oh. Manifest. There we go. Oh, I, 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 I always manifest. forget. <laughs> I always forget it. I was like, dude, wait. What did he say? What word? When he threw me I, off with it. When he I said anger, different... I was like, anger? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, because like, then he started every, saying the, the synopsis, and I was like, that sounds like Manifest. Every time, and then every he... time I tell Anna, hey, let's watch that show, I think I make up a new name, like Hanger, uh, Manifest, Hairspray, what, uh, whatever it's called. What's the name you guys on? Uh, we just started. I think we're like okay. It gets better. Eight like the acting seven gets episodes better. in. Yeah, the acting gets better by season. Like season but two I, midway. What caught me personally was the idea. Like I, yeah. I, in my head, I still think it's like something related with the Bermuda Triangle. So I don't know if that's the case, but it, that's what it seems like because the path, the path of the flight goes right through it. But anyways, wait. One last question. Means, one yeah, last yeah, question. Yeah. How many subs? Yeah. How many subs for you to go into the Bermuda? Take a boat into the Bermuda Triangle. Me? Yeah, all of us. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. y'all on your own. Oh man, how much? I would do it you, in a boat. Too? I would never do you it on a. Subs? How much money? We'll do that. Screw with the subs. Oh. How much money? Yeah, I'll go in for free. You'd go in the oh. Bermuda Triangle for free. Heck yeah. Hell no. You on, on that one, y'all. <laughs> I like time travel. What's wrong with time travel? What I was going to say about Manifest, actually, is 
it actually surprisingly got uh, canceled on as it's been pick, picking up its popularity. Oh, NBC canceled it. That's but how it usually works. It'll probably is, come back. The rumor though. is Netflix is going to pick it back up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, makes hey. sense. Anyway, and usually when they do that swap to Netflix from network TV, the show actually becomes way better. But just like uh, Lucifer, if anybody's watching that, I gotta watch yeah. that too. There's too much I gotta watch. Since we're talking about, since we're talking about TV, let's go ahead and get into our housekeeping slash upcoming events for the week on LPF here. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our YouTube. Uh, we don't have a, a URL yet, but just check out the link tree in the Twitch in our Twitch here description, and it'll take you right to that YouTube channel, and you can watch our latest episode of Alan and Chris dissecting the Loki episode three. All right, so that's up. You can watch that right now. Uh, they go deep into that, talk about what you know, what's cool and all that. Yeah, leave your comment. Like, please leave your comments on it, man. And also, by by the last episode, we, if it is possible, we would like to get guests on the show to just do like one, just talk like huge talk about it. You don't have to do the phone call thing. Maybe we'll just do one like phone lobby and Discord or something. We'll figure something out. But it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And definitely. Just and everyone in the comments also just tell Yendi he should be watching the show so that way maybe by the end of it. I, I don't I didn't have time before and I'm definitely not gonna have time anymore. So <laughs> so uh so usually uh the host has a video coming up for this current week, but this time around I will not be able to have one because I'm currently in the process of uh starting a new job, hopefully, by this week or next week. So I have to focus on that. Uh but there may be a video up, I don't know. I I can't guarantee anything. A Loki episode uh, four. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. That have might be it. We have our Loki talk, and then next week, be on the lookout for our Black Widow talk and Loki yeah, talk. Do, yeah, we're gonna have the Loki video and Black Widow video. We might have to do it separately. So the next couple of weeks, basically, it's it's less gaming. It's gonna be a little bit more of the comic right. nerd stuff. So yeah, so, yeah. Be on the lookout. And then yeah, you know, and the, the yeah, yeah. And the last thing on the housekeeping is, uh, let us know if you want to be a guest. We'd love to have somebody on to, you know, get a different opinion in there and some new new viewpoints. So if you are interested in that, reach out to one of us. I'm sure you know, or just you know, let us know in the comment here. Uh, we'll reach out to you, or you can reach out to us, and we'll make that happen, hopefully, because having somebody new is always fun and exciting to have. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into our stories for the week. And we're going to start with uh, story number five, gentlemen, which is uh, Sony has bought housemark the makers of returnal and uh see other games that they have they're really popular uh super stardust uh super stardust all i know is returnal super stardust and dead nation oh and dead nation joined playstation studios okay yeah there's something else but anyways uh this is from herman holst over at playstation this is from their official blog uh, he says, today I'm thrilled to welcome a new member to the PlayStation Sony, uh, PlayStation Studios family. I have been a fan of Housemark since the studio's early days when they introduced Super Stardust HD to PlayStation fans. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves the studio is one with incredible vision, capable of creating memorable new games that resonate within our community. This addition enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Housemark. Welcome to the family, Housemark. And then the co-founder and manager director from Housemark gives a little, little you know, little blurb about how excited they are to join the studios family. 
and all that. So from what I heard coming out of this was that PlayStation is hoping to make Returnal, the sequel, make it something even bigger. Something uh, like... This was first person, if I remember, right? Was this first person I think or you third could, person? I feel like you could pick. I no, feel like this is... Third person. It was third person? Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think what I heard was that PlayStation wants to make this an even bigger game, a first person game, like a much more... Uh, they want to keep the same gameplay style and all that, but just make it... a a huge, huge game, like a huge title. So uh, whatever that means, I don't know. Uh, but my question to you guys is, do you think PlayStation or Sony is buying up these studios because they're scared of what Xbox is doing? I was literally Alan? about to say that. Oh, go yeah, ahead. absolutely. Come on. Like, yeah. I mean, Sony and good for them, but like Sony, this is totally a reaction to, uh, to what Microsoft is doing. And that's what we want though. Like we do... As much as we say, like, we want this competition to happen, and I think Sony, this is one of their ways. Returnal was one of their big games. It came out. It did really well. I mean, it was one of the few only exclusives for PlayStation, for Sony, so it's doing well, and I think this is, you have to, you're going to have to expand, and I think this is a good, this shows that my, what Microsoft is doing is affecting Sony in a certain way, because Sony felt the need that they had to make a purchase so that they can start to uh, uh, continue to grow. Because at the end of the day, like we love, we do love all of our PlayStation titles, but the thing is when you see the lineup that Microsoft is trying to drop and like not even having like, like the full IPs yet of Bethesda, you're going to try to be cranking out games as much as you can. And it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with getting like a studio that makes these kind of games. One of the games that I loved from, um, uh, House Mark was uh, Outland. I don't know if anybody played that, but it's a platformer where he was like, like completely black, and he had like this um, light up sword kind of thing. It was pretty epic. But um, I think this was a great move by Sony. Do something like this way. You keep Returnal. It's a new IP you get to keep. Uh, you, you're in the um, the what uh, the roguelike series now, especially with this. Uh, I know they had some other games. Now you all, now you have your Demon Souls also. If you so they're they're gonna have a nice little like a nice little place for these style of games and where you would have to get them is Sony and I think why not corner that market for these style of games where like now it would be associated with your brand like hey if I want to play a Souls roguelike type game I'm gonna play it on Sony and I think that's a good way to brand even if it's a small niche of players playing it. Yeah. So the the other games that they're known for for uh, Housemark are Next Machina and Resogun. Uh, Next Machina came out in 2017 and Resogun in 2013. So yeah, hmm. uh, there was there was a somebody asked this question to Herman Holst, and he said that this is not the reason why they bought the studios. So and I'm because, sure that's just a typical well, he response. also said, or one of them said, like, hey, we're not in a competition. We're not worried about what Microsoft yeah, is doing. Sure. We're not worried about it. <laughs> Don't Listen, worry. Right. But like, Microsoft like said, is literally boxing. like they literally have if they were two people boxing, right? In the next coming years, right? Microsoft is has the lineup to just just wail on Sony. It's going to be game after game after game and they're going to punch them and punch them and then they're going to be like, "Guess what? Game Pass day 1." And then they're just going to give them the knockout. <laughs> they're just going to keep going. So so Sony is just trying to be like, "Play cool. Play cool. Grab my coin purse, please." 
and uh, let's go ahead and buy these studios real quick. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool that they got them because Returnal is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So it's already, they're already making games for PlayStation. So just the fact that it's going to be underneath the whole studio as a whole, uh, it helps them out, uh, gets them a lot more money too, to be able to work with. Yeah. Uh, now, this is just telling me that now I am going to have to play Returnal. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a lot of people's game of the year already. It's like a, a contender for, for this year. They have it at the top of their list waiting for the rest of the games to come out. So, Dang, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know much about their games. I haven't played any of them, I don't think, ever. I'm not much of a... Uh, they're mostly top-down, right? Besides uh, Returnal. They make some strategy games. They also make some platformers, like platformer styles. They've... I haven't played any of the other ones, but I just saw uh, Next Machina's on sale for seven ninety nine, so I might have to uh, check it out at the uh, because I forgot it's the Steam Summer Sale, so oh, I might true. have to yes, check it out dangerous. and uh, beat it because you know how it is. I'm trying to get to fifteen games. I'm at seven, so I put my wallet. So, I put my wallet in a safe <laughs> and locked it for the for the time. I'm, I'm gonna go back to a point that Chris made, and it's something I wanted to say. So while it looks like Microsoft is winning right now. To me, they still haven't convinced me that they're the best, uh, the best console to go with. Aside from Xbox Game Pass, there are no games that call to me like the PlayStation games do. Right? PlayStation has Horizon. PlayStation has God of War, Last of Us, Uncharted. There's yet to be an Xbox game that I can remember that makes me want to buy a system or the or, or that I'm looking for. So right now in my mind, the only thing that Xbox has is Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Starfield is still a year away. And it, it feels like they've had such bad luck. When well, that's what I'm saying. Like right now, right now they are laying down the foundation. That is all they are doing right now. But here, they're they've trying been to get down the foundation since the beginning of the Ex generation. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the thing fine. Is not everyone has has the consoles. Though. Like for for I'm sorry, Chris, but uh, yeah, so go ahead. For what you're saying is like I agree with the way Xbox is doing it. Is that they were pretty much straightforward with everyone. They said, "Look, our releases are not coming out to 2020." Oh, wait, 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 anyway. wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about they were building this foundation from the original Xbox One. They released exclusive games, but they were crap. Yeah. They, yeah, they had yeah. no no games that stood out, no games Next. that made people look forward to them. Halo, it's just Halo. It's old. It's just, you know, but overdone. Xbox One wasn't, we already, everyone knows that was a failure. Like, even from the beginning of, they tried to focus on things that weren't what people wanted. They didn't focus right. on games in Xbox One. So that foundation wasn't the foundation that, like, to to for this foundation, I think, this generation, they're, they are focused on games, and they're proving that by the amount of studios that they purchased. And they're also not trying to rush any of these games. Now, out. They're like, listen, the counter, that, the counter to mm -hmm. that is that the, the boss at that time, he got fired quickly, and then Phil Spencer took over. So there's really mm -hmm. no excuse, honestly. Uh, the the uh, what, what was the guy's name? Something Matos or something? Mm -hmm. uh, the guy that got let go and then Phil Spencer took over yeah. for? He took Phil Spencer took over not too far into the release of the Xbox One, which means he had plenty of time to restructure and get to talking with these studios to put out these games. Games were set out, but they were not great, right? Yeah, but so you're still my working point, with what you had though at that time. Like 
you for for like the whole innovation of it. <laughs> oh, doggo! Like the whole innovation is not gonna be like. <laughs> Doggo. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just yeah. reminded me of the the news. For I don't know if you ever seen it, but like this baby comes into this this newscaster's room, and then the wife like busts in, and she's like, <laughs> grabs the kid <laughs> in the middle of a live broadcast. It's okay. That's my dog Cora, my and my beautiful wife Brianna. So guest appearance. But anyway, continue, Helen. <laughs> no, what you're saying, Yendi, is 100 true. But also, it's for. For Phil Spencer to come in, you also, like, the groundwork that was laid was remembered. Like, when we talk about, like, a next-gen console at that time, which would have been Xbox, it, Xbox One, like, that's, like, three or four years of planning, and they've already planned out most of the first two or three years. Now, once that happens, if you don't have the studios or any of that stuff, and remember, like we always say, companies tend to, once you have that bad release at the beginning, people just tend to, like, shit on you from the beginning there now could they have tried to replenish that towards the end i think what they said was you know what we took the l this generation but next generation which is this one they said we're not going to be put ourselves in that same situation that's what i was and saying they were uh, like, let's buy these companies and then let's try to provide games that we were not able to on the xbox one so i i personally think they were like it's a wash i don't think we can ever get that reputation back like that because people are still shitting on us about the whole, um, you know, having to be online all the time and all that stuff. And yes, the the first party titles that they were talking about, they thought everyone still wanted Gears and stuff like that. And they weren't trying to be innovative. And I think they were like, you know what, we're going to have to wash our hands with this. And then hopefully for the next one, we can release everything we need. And then they just started buying studios. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I, I think I said this last episode, they, they take it, they took whatever happened the past couple of years and the, instead of keeping, instead of continuing to try on working on something, they dropped it completely and said, let's start from the beginning and build again, instead of like beating a dead horse. So I understand like you saying like, oh, they've been working on this since, you know, the Xbox one, that's fine. It's. They were. I feel like they've been still. They're still trying to get people to get on Game Pass. I personally did not get on Game Pass until this past year. Like I didn't touch it at all until this past year. So people are still jumping on for like seven months. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we don't. We you know this is the the LPF uh, Game Pass experience. But um, it's it's one of those things, man. Where I think it's they're they're still it's. How can I say this? Explain it. They're basically preheating. So basically put that whatever they're cooking into the oven and get it ready to go. It's going to, they're laying down the track. And then by the end of, I say another two years, they have all these, these uh, companies, these gaming companies that they're getting uh, with game pass, especially on day one. I feel like the game pass price is going to go up eventually, which is understandable in my opinion. Well, I, yeah, I As, yeah, I completely understand, <laughs> but it's going to come to a point where it's going to be there's going to be a year where it comes up they're 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 going to have their Xbox presentation and it's going to be game after game after game after game after game and it's going to keep going all the way and then it, and then Sony's going to be in the struggle they it's they, they take turns they're going to be in a struggle bus and then Sony and then eventually Sony's going to have to figure out something new they're probably going to still be, be stubborn and do their own thing but yeah man it's, it's going to be great cuz the competition is going to be there and it's going to be great. Yeah. My my question is, when are they going to give us a knockout hit like a Horizon, like a God of War? Because they've yet to do that since 
last generation. See, that's why I, I mean, that's why I think Sony does. I think so, like I like Sony for story. They've always had the story. It, Every game I've played, they always go for story. And Xbox is literally just like we just want you guys to play with your friends. Just have fun with your friends. That's well, about think, it. But I think their first the first game that they're going to attempt to give people that like that kind of experience is going to be Starfield. Because like even even with like Halo, I think Halo still uh, campaign wise is not it, it's going to be hard to get people back on board, especially after how bad Halo's five story was. So I think it's going to be hard to get people on the campaign itself. So I can already see Halo just being kind of like the multiplayer hit. I think the first game they're going to attempt that I'm not saying it's going to happen because I don't know. It could totally flop and suck. Like, you know, what I mean, who's to say? But I'm saying I think the first game they're going to attempt that is here's, you know, Starfield. Here's a story we want to tell you guys. And like Bethesda's been working on it and we want this to be one of our flagship games. And I think they're going to that's going to be the story driven single player competitor. I'm not saying it's going to compete, but I think that's going to be the first game. They're like, here you guys go. Let's see how this happens. And whether it happens or not is yet to be seen. But I think that's the first game they're going to try to throw at us and be like, here you guys go. It, it has to be good. The, whatever be next first party has to be good. It has to rate well. It can't be another ReCore, which no. wasn't really a successful game. It was okay. That's not a bad game, though. No, not bad. But it wasn't like PlayStation levels of success, right? No, it was Cause... hype. It was too hype. <laughs> exactly. Which is part of their problem, too. But anyways... Mm -hmm. Let's hope that Xbox does bring out those, you know, those 10 out of 10 games to to put PlayStation in an even tighter grip. So, fingers crossed for that. All right, moving on to our second story. We're going to talk about the Indiana, Indiana Jones game. Uh, I know that uh, both of you are Indiana Jones fan. I'm just now getting into it. But uh, apparently, <laughs> Todd Howard first pitched the Bethesda Indiana Jones game to George Lucas all the way back in 2009. Uh, this is Chris Scullion over at uh, Video Game Chronicle. <clears throat> uh, he says, Bethesda's upcoming Indiana Jones game was first pitched to George Lucas over a decade ago. That's according to executive producer Todd Howard, who told The Telegraph he was super excited about how the game is going. Todd Howard uh, Todd goes on to say, I think I originally pitched to George uh, in, 20, in 2009, and I've been trying to find a way to make that since, Howard explained. And I think that the work Machine Games have done, they're just phenomenal developers and storytellers. And when I started talking to them about it, it was a good fit. And we got to we got and we got to the opportunity to talk to Lucas and Disney about it, and they were super excited. I really like Indiana Jones, but never got but never thought I'd have the opportunity to make a game. And you'll hear more about that uh, in the future. But the team at Machine Games are the best team in the world to pull us off, and they're doing a phenomenal job. Says Howard. Uh, so. I have two questions for you guys. First one is, do you think this game would be as successful considering Skyrim was not out yet in 2009? And do you think it would have gotten the same exposure as if it was going to be released after Skyrim? Chris? Uh, I personally don't think it... I think the game would have done... would have been fine. Um, I don't think it would have been like a giant success because people... I think they were doing movie games around that time. I think like the Harry Potter games were out. Um, what else they they, they had just released Oblivion, I, I believe. Was they the just last released Oblivion. Gotcha. I believe so. That or was it? I, yeah, I, it, it must have been. I feel like people wouldn't have jumped on the bus too early. 
I'm kind of glad that they're releasing it now because they have that reputation, uh, especially with the technology we have now. This game has potential to be very, very big, and um, it should be a lot of fun. Um, what was the second question here? Uh, uh, do you think uh, you don't think it would have got the same exposure? As no. if it would have been released after Skyrim. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't okay. think so at all. I I think people would have shrugged it off of like, cool, an Indiana Jones game, and it would have had like a cult following instead of you know people would sit there and be like, you should really try this game. It's awesome, and nobody's gonna touch it because it's Indiana Jones, and they're gonna be like, it's a movie game. I don't want to play it. So <laughs> that's my. And uh, the other part of the question is with Bethesda, Bethesda publishing the game and Machine Games developing it. Who would you have picked to develop it back in twenty and two thousand nine? With Bethesda, who would you have picked to develop? Oh, so who would who would I've picked? Who, who would, would I have picked chosen? to make yeah. it? Yeah. Two thousand nine. Oh my god! At that time, we had Batman: Arkham Asylum, uh, Call of Duty: Marvel for Two, Uncharted we have, Two. Yeah, okay, I was about to say Uncharted. The the, the um. So Naughty Dog. Yeah, Naughty Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, I was like, is it was Uncharted out yet? But yeah, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog. Either that Naughty or Dog. um. We also had Assassin's Creed Two, Left for Dead Two, Borderlands, Resident Evil Five, Dragon Age Origins, and GTA Chinatown. Nah, no, I do. Yeah, the naughty dog for sure that'd yeah. be dope I, especially going i would trust it even more I, that would make me want to play it because I, well, I was at the time you know playing uncharted and they're like hey yeah, we have indiana huge. jones i'm like oh shoot this is like literally like i just basically have more uncharted but it's indie let's go oh, yeah. <laughs> so i'd jump oh. on that bus for sure what if what if naughty dog would have taken the indiana jones ip instead of made the uncharted and would, we never got uncharted or and like... we never got uncharted would it still just be the DNA of Uncharted, do you think? Yeah, it would have been the same yeah, game. It would have yeah. been the same game. But with a more recognizable character. But we wouldn't yeah. have the greatest right. side character of all time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what do you think? Would you, do you think this game would be as successful, considering I, Skyrim wasn't out yet at that time? I do think it would have been successful, because I think um, around that time, I mean, around that time, it would have been Bethesda's name in general, whatever Bethesda's next game would have been, I think would have been huge because especially before Skyrim came out, if everyone was like, after Oblivion, you played it, whatever, and then it's like, hey, by the way, we're dropping an Indiana Jones game. And Bethesda themselves already had the track record of we are dropping amazing games. And then people would have been like, well, now you're drawing in Indiana Jones fans, but we're also seeing them make a game that we haven't seen them make also. So like we haven't seen them make an uncharted style game like you know what i mean so it would have been very interesting to see how they mesh their style of gaming with indiana jones so because the game in our heads would have had to be a faster paced style of game which the other games like you know skyrim and stuff like that they're not that very fast paced style so i think the game would have been a little bit faster you would have had more um like surrounding interactions and which is something bethesda wasn't known for either like so I find that like the whole dynamic behind it would have been super interesting because they've never made a game like that before. So I wonder if they would have went more decision based and things like that. Like how deep into the story would we have gone? Like how deep into Indiana Jones's character we would have gone? I would. I'm really. I would have loved to see that game even back then because just all these things that could have possibly happened would have been really cool to see. So I think it would have been 
like I said before, I think it would have still had the same level of exposure because people would have been excited to see Indiana Jones and just see Bethesda making that style of game. So I think it would have been fine. I think it would have been successful. And I think it would have been a nice um, competitor to Uncharted at the time. So not that it would have been better because Uncharted 2 was out and Uncharted 2 is a masterpiece. So do you think it would like, be an Xbox exclusive to compete with I PlayStation? Don't, I don't think so because around that time... <laughs> Multi-platform? No, no, no. Yeah, it would have been multi-platform just because Bethesda was still like its own company. Was Oblivion was Ob- Oblivion on PlayStation? Yeah, it was. Okay. Oblivion was on PlayStation. It, and it may have been Xbox exclusive at first because I know Morrowind was for console. Well, straight up Xbox, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't uh, know. Just, just for some context there, the latest uh, Indiana Jones movie at that time was uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which came out in 2008. Oh, my so God. Redemption, in, please, God. It may have been based <laughs> off that game, probably. That's a good, yeah, good chance. The thing is, if I don't, I don't know if uh, that like, I think if if they did that, it would have been problematic. Even if before you saw the movie, because like Chris said earlier, though, video game movies have a stigmatism that's really bad. Like most video game movies are not good. Besides Spider Man, if anybody remembers that Spider Man Two game, which was phenomenal. But I besides play, yeah. that, it's not very like. There's not that many like video game movies that I can think of. And oh, War- the Wolverine Origin game was really good too, even though that movie was awful. But the game was fantastic. But that game besides was hard. that, like, as a kid, yeah, like, besides I got, that, I was... there's like really not many like direct games that are good comp- like to their movie counterparts. So I don't think we would have done, I don't think they would have made it a comparison to that. At least I, that's what I would hope they didn't because usually... You know, again, something Bethesda wouldn't do. Like, that would be... Usually, it's some cheaper studio who makes those kind of games, and they're just trying to make the money off of those games. And it was super popular back then, but I don't see... I think Bethesda would have made a either a prequel-style game where, you know, something that allows you to get into his character more. And I think that's what they would have done opposed to doing, like, a direct counterpart to the movie. As for myself, I actually don't think it would have been successful at the time, being that uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull released a year earlier and people were still sour about that. I feel like that would have hurt the game a little bit and people would have been like... I tried to watch it again. I, I still like that movie and I prefer you... it over Temple I... of Doom. If, if, you, if you stop listening to the haters... Okay, I will admit there are sections of that movie that I'm like, okay, what... <laughs> what why why is this even here like it was maybe 10 15 minutes too long right maybe even more there were sections that could have been cut and would have been fine nah, that could have been a director's man. cut i watched but overall i prefer the story over temple of doom right but i, and I know there were different different eras temple of doom's 80s uh kingdom skull is 2000 uh you know early 2000s but yes and any day i would pick that anyways I don't think it would have been successful because of that. Because people are, are they, you know, people are quick to jump on the bandwagon. If if a lot of people are hating something, you'll you'll jump on the bandwagon and hate it, even if you've never seen it or experienced it yourself. It's just what humans tend to do for some reason. I do it sometimes too. I'm guilty of it. Uh, I don't think it would be successful. Uh, if anything, the only thing it would have going for it was that Bethesda made Oblivion back then, and that would be the only positive. I think this game would have been a mediocre game at best. It probably were scored fine being a Bethesda game. You know, they were they were pretty big. They weren't as big yet during that time because they got to their highest point when they made Skyrim. 
That's when everybody knew Bethesda, right? Oblivion was their like, hey, watch out for us, right? We're we're big, but then we're not, you know, the big the top dogs yet. Uh, so I think the game may have scored well, but commercially, I don't think it would have done well. So I think they would have done one game and then never again. So I think it's great that it didn't happen back then. George Lucas was probably busy with some crappy uh, Star Wars <laughs> uh, movie at the time. I don't know. Uh, you make so it no, I don't... harder and uh, harder each show for me to like. No, you. but he's right though. He's right. <laughs> I know. Uh, so like... I don't. I don't think it would have gotten the same exposure as if it, it would have made if it, it would have been made after Skyrim. If that was the case, it would have been a different story. Uh, and then my other part of the question was uh, with Bethesda Publishing, who would I pick to develop it back in two thousand nine? I mean, the obvious choice is, like Chris said, I think Naughty Dog, because they already had Uncharted 1 and 2, so they had the formula down. Who made Arkham and, Asylum? Uh, That's Rocksteady. Rocksteady? Is it Rocksteady? Yeah. Not Arcane Studios? Right? Is it? It's one of them. Uh, it might be Arcane. It, is, it might be Arcane. Oh, Eidos. No, that's Publisher. Publisher. I was going to say that was a good one. They, they'd be runner-ups. Because they could make like Rocksteady. You, Rock you're right. Rock they make they would make really good puzzles for the game. Ubisoft mm -hmm. would have been another one too, which have been pretty good. Oh yeah, because if you use the Assassin's Creed like mechanic movements and stuff like that, I could totally see that in an Indiana Jones game. Mm -hmm. Like obviously not jumping from like you would be jumping from buildings, but not like you know. Also, who's making? Because who's made is is Ubisoft making Prince of Persia the the newest one? Yeah, they it might be them. publishing or. Developing it's their title, though. It's their title. Right, like, is their yeah. title? Okay, so yeah, then the, that would answer my question. Like it, when that comes out and I play it, then I'll probably think about this this again and be like, oh, yeah, they could have. Yeah. They probably could have made no, it for could, sure. They could totally. Yeah. They did. I mean, even back then, I mean, Ubisoft would have ties with, like, those kind of games. I mean, they have ties with, like, Tomb Raider and stuff like that. Not that they help. Like, not that because Square now has Tomb Raider, but Idios and Ubisoft and those they, they, they could have made it. They yeah. could have made it interesting for sure. And for those wondering uh, what Machine Machine Games has done, uh, who they are making the next Indiana Jones game, uh, they were in charge of Wolfenstein: The New Order, which I heard was really good. It is. So it's on Game Pass also. Yeah. Oh, I can finally try. There you go. So all of them are. Yeah. Wolfenstein: yeah. What, The new one and the the second one is on there. I don't think I've played any of them, but I've heard great things about them, so let's hope Machine Games does does well. They're absolutely so, ridiculous, too. <laughs> yeah. They're worth it, though. So let's go on to our third story. This one is regarding a GTA 6, which will reportedly be out in 2025, and will include a Fortnite-like... I hate saying that word. Will include a <laughs> evolving map. Uh, this is from Darren... Bonfi use. I probably butchered that. Uh, he says, fans have been waiting for almost eight years for a new Grand Theft Auto game. And, and we're here to, to piss you off. <laughs> yeah. And according to one leaker with a solid track record, that gap between main entry releases won't be over until 2025. Something which Take-Two statements during a recent shareholder event backed up recently. Tom Henderson, who previously leaked uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield 2042 details, and who I personally uh i can i can probably vouch for him uh has released a new video and in it he claimed that gta 6 will be set in a modern day version of vice city awesome 
Uh, this runs contrary to the previous reports that GTA 6 would be set in the 1980s, which also would have been awesome, uh, with Henderson claiming that developer Rockstar wants to ensure as much freedom as possible for its staff when it comes to creating content for GTA Online. Henderson also discussed a potential for the GTA 6 map to change over time, similar to how Epic Games regularly overhauls its map during end-of-season events. There is also a mention. Uh, there is also a mention of GTA 6 having multiple playable characters, something which GTA 5 introduced to the series when it first came out. Even if these rumors are true, fans are going to be out, uh, going to be in for a long wait due to several factors. Henderson said that Rockstar has placed a greater emphasis on employee well-being in the wake. Okay, in the wake of several reports de detailing the crunch work conditions. That they were uh, that were implemented before Red Dead Redemption Two came out. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, my questions to you, gentlemen, are uh, first: What was your favorite GTA setting? <laughs> Alan. So we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that uh all, all that stuff. Not yet. Uh, GTA. Okay. Okay. Cool. Not yet. I, I'm oh, there. Oh. I'm there. Um, my favorite setting is Vice City. Being completely biased because I lived in Miami, and just it's very comforting when you see. Gate like when you see areas that you know because you've lived in them and you can see like I don't know if well and being that I've also lived in New York so I felt that way for Liberty City also but I don't know something about Vice City even back then the way that they captured that city was so like Miami it felt so Miami and even with those graphics not being like what they are like I can only imagine <laughs> how good it's gonna look right now. You, I, I went back after a long time after you know having oh it's bad such the, the best best memories in that game. I went back and I'm like these are it's just bad. rectangles for buildings and these bad. trees are terrible. Bad. <laughs> bad like those graphics are terrible, but at the time they were fantastic. Like because again, just a way to capture the lighting in that city. And I, yeah. I, I Rockstar deserves a lot of credit for the way that they brought even GTA Three. Which is very rectangly, very like even the character movement just looks bad. But the way that they capture cities is just amazing, even back then. And then like when they finally got some power to show it off in GTA Four, you really saw what they were able to do. So, but Vice City is my favorite because it's Miami, because of the boats, and it's literally like a replica. At so I enjoy Vice City the most. All right, and uh, what do you think about the rumored evolving map? Do you think that's something that will be uh, good for the series? Listen, I think the revolving map thing is not going to be something that they put into the story mode. I think that's gonna gonna be only GTA Online. I like we're gonna get aliens. Believe, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to change the map drastically for the main title game. And I mean like, the campaign. Yeah, the campaign. Like, gotcha. it's just okay. not going to happen. Because, like, imagine you not playing uh, GTA Day 1, and then by the time it gets to Year 2, it's a completely different game. Like, I would think the resources for that wouldn't make any sense because it would affect the way that they can tell their story. So I think the revolving map will be kind of season-based for GTA Online, and that's going to be their way of saying, all right, we're going to either move you to another place or we're going to move you to an island. And if you're playing, like, still now, GTA Online is currently doing that kind of stuff where now you can go on islands and you can buy boats and you can buy all these different things now. And I think they're testing that, testing the waters out on that with um, GTA Online now. 
So I think that's what they mean by the revolving map. I don't think it's going to affect the campaign in any way. I think it's just going to evolve for GTA Online. Yeah, that makes sense now that you mentioned that. So uh, do you think the current iteration of GTA Online will last until the successor is released? Do you think Absolutely. they'll milk that cow that long? <laughs> Absolutely. And the reason why I say that is because what proof do we have that they're going to stop? We have exactly. none. Like, we literally, we've talked about this plenty of times. This thing has lasted, guys, since Xbox 360 and PS3. Like, GTA Online was iterated in those, in that market. Like, you know what I mean? And that was of GTA 5, which came out in 2013. Like, you know what I mean? It is 2021. Like, we literally have been eight years of them changing. And like I said, to Rockstar's credit, I GTA Online from day one when it was buggy and you weren't able to play it to what it is now is like a completely, you can see the eight years of work. And I appreciate it. And I think they're doing a great job. And you know what? People are still playing it. So Yeah, the community keeps I, it alive for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be upset with people who are enjoying to play it. And mind you, it's not like they have to work on that game anymore. Like, they don't. They really don't because they've made as much money as they possibly can. But Rockstar does this thing where they just care. And they're just like, you know what? People are still playing it. Let's try to keep up with the servers as much as we can, even though there's hackers. But we're going to try. We're not char charging people to play just game online, and people are just loving it. And they promote the RP servers and stuff like that. Even though they're, mm -hmm. like, people using their development and stuff like that, they're fine with it. And they're like, hey, if that's what you guys want to do with our game, like, do it because we love you guys playing GTA. So I'm all for it. But, like, again, it, they're going to milk that cow as much as they can. They're going to have people buying that money. I mean, they've got, they've got the deal with, with uh, Twitch where, you know, you can constantly get a million dollars a month and then you can go in there and buy something. So why not? I mean, why not do it until the game comes out? You've already been doing it eight years. So what's, what's so, what, 2025, another four years, five years? Yeah, another four years? Why not? 13 years. Let's do it. <laughs> like, now, now I, I, must admit, I must admit that I've personally added to that because I have bought the game three times. <laughs> Once Whoa, on the I... Xbox, uh, a second time on the... Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I bought it... Technically, I bought it uh, four times because I bought it for my friend who I played with on the Xbox 360. So Xbox 360, mm -hmm. Xbox One, PC, and then for my friend. Right. So four times, and each time... I did not regret it whatsoever because it I spent whatsoever. so much time. <laughs> so good. So much it's time. So good. I, I too, have one of those. I see things. where this I is going. On Xbox. I bought it on P PlayStation 3. I bought it on. And <laughs> the crazy thing is, not. I, I bought it on uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and now I have it on PC. And I've lit five times I've purchased this game. And every time I play it, I put another 50 hours in there. Like, yeah. with regret. Like, it's just because I have a great time with that game. If mm -hmm. I feel like, and it's one of the reasons why I don't want to jump into it right now, because I feel like if I start it up, I'm going to put another 20 hours and just be like, yo, what are you 20 doing? hours and $20. We're definite. <laughs> we're. $20. <laughs> Listen, guys, I guarantee you. 20 hours and $20. <laughs> I guarantee you in the next month or two, we will all three be back on that game. I Listen, see it I, now. Probably. It's going I, to happen. I, I you got the drive it wheel. And You'll be drive my, wheel. You can use my... the drive wheel in that game? I think you I think can. So, Clarification, yeah. I will be so... downloading that game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just so you guys have, have a uh, 
a view of how much I play this game. I think throughout all the iterations that I bought, I've spent just on GTA Online alone about four hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> That's not counting the price of the game, but it was worth it. I had it's, so much fun with my friends that it was totally worth it. There hasn't been a time where I felt like I regretted buying. I'm telling you, even as of recently, you remember when it went on sale and I was like, Yendi, I'm going to buy it. I bought it and I'm pretty sure I put 50 hours in. I'm going to check my, <laughs> my, what you call it? I'm going to check my uh, Steam right now. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I put about 50 hours in. But yeah. For me. So, so Chris, <laughs> for you, what, what is your favorite GTA setting? I would have to say Vice City also. Um, I mean, I didn't really get into, I, I used to go to friends' houses and play the game. So I didn't really, ha I didn't, my first GTA technically was five that I actually went out and bought myself and had it. Um, so that one, uh, I kind of hold close to me because I actually really enjoyed that story a lot. Uh, that story was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked the bank robbery. I remember seeing like, like, hey, talking to your, like, you can go rob a convenience store and you can yell at the guy to give you the money. And I remember like sitting in my room like, my mom didn't like those games, so I remember like, give me money, give me money, give me money, man. <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. Um, the last time I played online, though, or no, the first experience I had online was uh, I I didn't play, I tried it whenever consoles were out, when it first came out, and I didn't try it. Or I tried it, and it didn't work. Um, and then whenever Epic Games did the free one, I joined, and the fir my first five minutes of the game okay the alien things were go i remember watching them i watched them on youtube i watched the compilations of green versus purple and that gang war and fighting i thought it was a special server for that i joined in right get in the car a green alien comes pulls me out right and starts stomping on me and then 20 of them all come in and start stomping me out and i remember thinking like what is happening so i got bullied offline for a little bit and then i had friends that got on and started playing so i will probably download it this week because i think we should all do the race I, I, now that i think about it there's mini games like the racing mini games and all that would be a lot of fun um but i have to check if my account got banned because epic did this terrible thing of like hey if you happen to be on a server like there was hackers that were giving people money which bless you for actually helping people, but they give you money. <laughs> and then Epic is like, Hey, you hacked the game. You're banned. And it's like, no, somebody else hacked the game and helped me out. I was just, an so I was just there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Quit the game. You want me to quit the game like for that? <laughs> so it's literally like walking in. That's like, it's that question that like, say like you hold the door for a robbery. Like you held the door and the, this robber gets out and he's like, Hey man, thanks. Gives you, it gives you a thousand. The bank's gonna want you to come in and be like, "Hey, Chris, put it on the table. Thanks for, for giving it back." Yes. No, you're gonna be. They are. <laughs> you gonna put it right yeah. there? <laughs> you stole. I didn't steal. He gave me money. It was his money. He gave it to right. me. <laughs> so no, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the uh, GTA stream. It's coming now. Now that we talked about it, I have. Let, to let me it. tell you, I've been trying to get these guys to do heist with me for about a year now. No, don't give me that face. <laughs> Yendi knows. You too, Yendi. Don't play with me. I've been it, trying to the, get. It takes so people. much to set up a heist, man. To be honest, it's, it's there's a hassle. three of us. It's our, there's three of us. It doesn't you even can matter. Only do we certain don't even heists, need a fourth. Though. 
Okay, we can find somebody else. And okay, so let, let's just have Chris finish his, his stuff before we, we have to move on. Okay, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. Well, Chris, <laughs> what, what do you think about the uh, the evolving map thing? Do, are you for that? Do you want that? Or uh, the evolving map it? thing, I think it'll be fun. Uh, I That just kind of confirms to me that GTA 6 will be the last GTA until I'm in my 60s. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yes, what that is what's telling me because they're like a GTA 5 lasting 13 years is telling them like hey this works so if we just change up the map listen we don't have to make another game and we're gonna make a lot of money <laughs> you're gonna so, have kids and they're gonna be graduated by the time the new GTA comes out yeah they'll be like <laughs> and then they'll I'm play, gonna fight them my kids will GTA. probably be playing GTA 6 and I'll be like listen I was on GTA 6 day one. Let me tell you what day one looked like. <laughs> I remember when the map looked like this. <laughs> so you gonna have some cool stuff, though, to show them. Be like, yo, y'all can't get this anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Actually, that would be kind of cool if they implemented, like, a time capsule in the game that you could, like, oh, you got a special item during, like, the first couple weeks, and you could just put it in the time capsule, and then, like, hey. years later, just open. That'd be so hey, cool. Hey, look at what you call it. Uh, Apex literally is doing that right now. Like, Apex just went to... OG uh, Kings Canyon, like an untouched map of the of of season zero. Oh, nice! And like nice. I was playing it today earlier, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this was two years ago since I've touched that map, and it's literally nothing is the same anymore. Like I was just like I completely forgot about areas. So I'm totally for that. I'm gonna like, have to jump back in and see that. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they did. Uh, Chris, they did do, do you map. think? Yeah. Do you think you'll still see GTA Online? Uh, up until the new GTA is released, hundred percent, man. They're yeah. gonna get it on. I'm sure it's on iPads and all this other stuff. I'm probably gonna be able to play it on my. On, on, they're gonna be like, hey, play it on. Uh, I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna hear it. Uh, play it on your Google Home, and then like <laughs> you can you can talk about it and all this other stuff. Hey, we made a sleeping pill. Like now you take these pills and you'll be playing the game in your sleep. It's great. So. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be around for a while, especially with the role-playing servers. Uh, that, Like I said, the community is what keeps that game afloat. It, they're driving mm -hmm. it, and it's kind of cool, or, especially with mods and stuff like that. If you get GTA Five now, I recommend always just play just play it on PC so you can get those mods and play with the mods and, and, and have fun with everybody else. Um, yeah. uh, what was the other question? Was that the last one? That's it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so Vice, okay. uh, I also hope that with this time i don't know why i kind of want to see like a vr portion of gta oh man that would be so intensive i, like, I wouldn't mind the intensive i don't uh, think that would work i feel <laughs> like it wouldn't work but at the same version. time i don't know if they have this much time man i i just hope the game is good i just hope it's really good um don't use yeah. the whole like evolving map thing of like hey guys like this is day one like just remember it's going to evolve don't use that as an excuse yeah. Make sure your game works day one, and I, that's it. Yeah, I don't think they like Rockstar tends to bring out, especially they come, I mean campaign wise, they come correct. I know their servers get get hit hard, but also that was back. Well, down, also their first day of online, anything sucks. Like uh, I know Red Dead Redemption Two online, it was just yeah. people like they would rope you up and tie you back to the back of the horse and just run you across town. Like that's all you could do. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that game is a lot of fun that too uh those games are a lot of fun for just for the trolls i i remember just like i did a couple heists whenever i was playing uh uh last year i think it was was when i was playing it i did a couple heists but it was just a lot of fun just like messing with my friends and like throwing them off buildings and doing the crazy races and all this other, all this other stuff so uh yeah for me uh my favorite gta setting 
was it's actually a tie between Vice City and Los Santos, so the latest one. Uh, and the reason for that being is that I didn't get into GTA until GTA Five as well. It was the first GTA that I actually finished the campaign of, uh, and the reason for that was because I I hated the hype around it. Right, I'm one of those people that just like the Harry Potter movies, all the popular stuff. If if there's a big hype around it and super mainstream, I hate it. I don't want to touch it. Uh, but the thing that got me into GTA Five was seeing somebody fly a plane across the map. I'm like, oh, what? You can go from one point to the other and fly. I'm like, I bought it literally for that reason, and because my 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 other two friends had it at the time. But I started playing the 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 campaign, and it was really good. The story was good. I'm like, wow, have I been? This is what I've been missing this entire time. Now I, I've dabbled into. Um, uh, GTA 4's open world. I love just messing around, but I never did the story. Never even touched it, right? Uh, this is why he hasn't watched Loki. Too cool for it. Damn straight, bitch. <laughs> this is why he has a sad life. Damn straight. And anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think Los Santos takes the number one spot. Uh, visually, I love the way uh, that Vice City looked at the time. And if I can get another version of that in modern times, I'll be, I think that'd be awesome you know i will say uh, for these new this this for gta 5 I, like in the older ones i just remember me and my friends always trying to get into the military base like we used to spend hours <laughs> yeah just trying to you you would like i was like okay ramp it up yeah you would literally ramp and I'm like get, get, get in the plane get in the plane get in the plane you know trying to go through it or like we used to set uh timers and see how long we could last that five like we would get to five stars and set a timer and see how long you could survive in the game. Like we would just sit there running around, and anytime you died, you would you would pass the controller. That's kind of weird to say. Nobody passes the controller anymore. <laughs> yeah. But um, but in this arc. in GTA Five, I I don't think I messed with the cops at all. Like, I think I just made sure not to to have to deal with it unless like it, you know something happened in the heist. I'm like, okay, I got to get away. But other than that, like back yeah, in the day, the running away from the cops was always fun. It was yeah. a thing though, but it, it just didn't have as much. I guess. It also feels like it's so much easier to get away from them now. Yeah. So it wasn't like as fun. Like, remember, like, tanks were coming at, like, as soon as you, you were trying to run away from getting blown up, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, like, now it's like I can take a lot of these shots and stuff like that. So it's, it's like, it's just different now. I remember specifically getting mad at, I would get in the plane, the private jet, and, like, the steps would sit there, and, like, the, you know, the plane has to kickstart and everything like that, and the yeah. tank would be there. And, like, I'm like, Oh my God! Lift the steps, please. <laughs> like, if by the time the the steps come up, you would get blown up. The whole plane was just yeah. gone. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm I'm all for the evolving map. What I'm not for is to have gimmicky uh, vehicles. That's what ruined GTA Online for me a little bit. Is when they introduced that flying motorcycle that had rockets. Like, right? how does this? Yeah. Yeah, that literally is, yeah. ruined online for me because all, you had all these assholes just up in the sky shooting rockets at you from this stupid motorcycle that had a rocket in the back. I'm like, what the hell? What is this? Right? Yeah, it got crazy. Uh, and then there was that uh, that kill anybody anywhere bomb thing where you could target anybody on the map and it would send this giant missile directly overhead to them. Oh, uh, that makes to... sense because I got blown up a couple times and I thought it, somebody was just hacking the game and I was like, what the hell just they happened? Had, but you, it, it was costly. I think it was like $75,000 for one missile. So someone really had to hate you for, for <laughs> spending that much money on it. But uh, I think that if they keep the 
uh, yeah, just the vehicles. Keep keep them, you know, keep them grounded. Dang right? man, I'm really about to get into the GTA oh. Five. God dang it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also I do think GTA Online will definitely be around up until then, and then uh, I'm just curious to how that transition would work if they're just going to phase out GTA Online after like two three years of GTA Six coming out or I don't know 13 years if, online on a game and stuff like that they might have to keep it around for a bit maybe people they would be pissed for sure they could keep yeah. it around I mean they, you could update it and I mean it would take a massive overhaul but like. I don't know how you would do that. Like, with it just wouldn't be as smart to do it like the night of, like, hey, GTA Six starts and GTA Five is gonna be done next month. But like, it's gonna yeah, be a they, while. If they keep it under the GTA Online umbrella, though, then you might be able to like, you know, have some. Cause I know you had to register and all that good stuff. So like, if they find a way to, I guess, integrate it or make it like evolve. You could travel that, map like to it, map. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Or have two separate online versions of yeah. GTA Online Los Santos and GTA Online Vice City or whatever the yeah. new one's going to be. But then that would segregate the player base, right? Unless it's yeah. free to play. I mean, which... it's going to segregate them anyway. Which you, I mean, the GTA Online is is technically free to play. I mean, you just have to buy the game. But So I, I, I envision know. the next GTA having the online separate and free to play. So uh, that which, which makes I mean, sense. Uh, Red Dead is five bucks. So like, if you want, why just even online. charge? Well, because they just think like just because I think they're I think it's a test to see mm -hmm. what you're saying. Like, hey, let's make the next one free to play. Let's see if we can sustain a server by itself. So maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to do. They should uh, they should introduce uh, rental servers. Battlefield has that. You can you can rent a server and then make do your own settings however you want to, but. Mm -hmm. Don't make money that way. Uh, so let's move on to our next story. And this is about Elder Scrolls 6. Uh, this is Todd Howard again. It says, uh, it's good to think of Elder Scrolls 6 as still in a, in a design phase. And this is from Tom Ivan over at Video Game Chronicle. Damn, we ain't seen that game for a while. I know, right? Bethesda's Todd Howard has said that Elder Scrolls 6 is still in the relatively early planning stages, <laughs> suggesting its release is some years away. The Elder Scrolls 6 was announced at E3 2018 with a brief teaser trailer, which confirmed that the sequel was in pre-production at the Bethesda Game Studios. However, another Bethesda title, Starfield, was also announced at E3 2018 and is ahead of the fantasy game in the company's release pipeline. Howard, who oversees development of the long-running RPG series and is directing Starfield, recently told The Telegraph that the Elder Scrolls game will benefit from development work on the studio's currently uh, doing currently doing on the sci-fi title, which is scheduled to release in November 2022 for platforms which support Xbox Game Pass. The new Starfield technology, Creation Engine 2, is sort of built for both games, he said. It's like a new tech base. The vast majority of our development work is on uh, Starfield right now, but everybody works on everything, so the project's kind of intertwined. Uh, <clears throat> just this just end. I uh, I just got a message uh showing the uh the stage that they're at of the Elder Scrolls Six. Um, they have a lot going on in the script. Yeah. Oh, so far. The that's, <laughs> that's what they got. That's about it. Okay. Sounds so. about right. That's probably, that's probably where we're at. Yeah. That looks good though. That looks good. Uh. So Todd goes on to say it's a good it's good to think of the Elder Scrolls Six as still being in a design phase, uh, but we're checking the tech. Is it going to handle the things we want to do in the game? 
Every game will have some new suite of technologies, so Elder Scrolls 6 will have some additions onto the Creation Engine 2 that the game is going to require. So, for you gentlemen, I have questions. Uh, for the Elder Scrolls 6, what features do you want to see in the new game? Alan? I will... So, uh, for this game, it's hard to even try to think of something because I feel like they tackled, fantasy-wise, have tackled so much that I always want, like, you know what I mean? Like, I they we got werewolves last game. Like, you could actually become one in Skyrim. And then they gave us vampires. We had dragons um, in Skyrim. So, I, I don't know, man. I really don't know what the next, in, like, what, what would be the next thing I would want to see in an Elder Scrolls besides maybe like being able to ride a dragon like but you could besides, yeah you, can you ride a dragon. Do that yeah i know but like yeah that's what i'm saying so like honestly i don't even know man like i just i don't know what else you can tackle in the fantasy world that they haven't yet and you guys probably have a better idea but i i, I really can't so think of anything for, for for me and we'll ask uh individual questions so for me it would be a a more focus on survival right because there was some mods for the for skyrim that i, I forgot the name of it frostbite i think it was called or something like that yeah, yeah. that it made it so that you had to eat and you had to drink yeah, water every so so often and if you weren't warm or near fire or anything like that yeah. you would die so a more a fleshed out survival would be really cool maybe like a hardcore mode or a anything like that mode, yeah. um i would also like to see not really city building i want to be able to build my own town i don't know if you guys remember in oblivion uh you could stumble upon this town where it was just empty right and then you yep. talk to the npcs there and over time they built a small town and to me that was mind-boggling at the time right. so if i could have a That's hand true. in right. placing the houses and yeah. just picking who does what you know if i have farmers if i have blacksmiths and stuff like that That'd be awesome, and they did sort of do that with uh, Hearthstone. Not Hearthstone. What's it called? The the DLC. They have DLC where you could build your own house in certain areas. Uh, mm. I forgot what the name of it was, but expand on that. Expand survive, huh? For Skyrim. Yeah, it was the a Dragonborn one. No, no, it was called something else. It was one of the smaller DLCs that let you build a house in certain areas around the map. Was it Dawn Guard? No. No, something else. It started with an Earth H. Fire. Hearthfire. Hearthfire. There you go. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would love to see something like that expanded so I can have an impact on the world, build my own little town in the middle of nowhere, try to survive out in the wild. You know, completely different from the story campaign. Something to do after the story campaign. So endgame. That's something that I would like to see uh, going into an old skills game because they have such a long lifespan. Uh, what about you, Chris? What, what what kind of stuff do you want to see? Uh, I guess make it like Valheim, where I can play co-op. Like I know they have Elder Scrolls Online, but that's completely oh. different. I would I would like to play co-op, just like go through the story with like one of you guys, or like if I jump in, just have my you know we could build our own place and kind of go off of that, our own camp campsites and do quests and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, do, you, or, do you think now? Do you think that would break the fantasy immersion having somebody else there? That's a good I question. guess it, yeah, that's actually. Really I don't good think question. so because I mean, like fantasy, in general. I mean, if we think about like the biggest fantasy 
title, which is Dungeons and Dragons, is a game you play with everyone. So, like, I don't think in a game setting, especially now with how popular multiplayer is, I don't think having someone else there ruins that, especially if I choose for that person to be there. Yeah, you have a choice. Like, I I would want it to be, like, single player or co-op, and then I can invite, Mm -hmm. you can join my room, and then we just go adventuring together. That'd be kind of cool. Because we are all going to be in the fantasy setting ourselves. Like, if I join your game, I'm not going to feel like, yeah, yeah, but when when you're playing your game, it's your game, and you're playing by your rules, right? So say like you're a pacifist and you don't kill anything, then you got your friend coming in and being like, ah, kill it, kill you, kill well, it. Well, then it should right? be a concept. So you're at that point, like basically what I'm saying is like I want a lot. Like you're playing D and D, the game's creating the story for you, and your friends are going through. And even in D and D, like whatever your friends do has consequences on the group. So yeah. you're you you know you could be like a pacifist and everything like that, and your buddy could be a friend. And then you're going to get shot by a guard because your buddy decided to steal something. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, it, it's it's all different. I mean, I would also like a um, – uh, maybe on the side, just like a and d mode to, like, where people can create their own quests maybe. But I feel like that would be super hard to do. Basically, I want D&D, like, that I can it's just not, run through with my friends. And, these can have, and there can actually be a dungeon master if they wanted to be. It's not that hard because, well, it is difficult, but uh, Divinity, which I need to get back into, Divinity 2 actually has a mode that lets you create your completely own campaign. Like, you don't even have to do a side quest, and that game's also multiplayer. So, like, you can, someone can create a story for you, put all the enemies in there, and do all that stuff, and you can just go through that campaign and not even do the main game. I mean, so those like, are they're just awesome. mods. There's like a bunch of yeah. mods out there. Um, Seaport says, uh, I think if the game took place in the Black Marsh with Argonians, uh, would change the dynamic quite a bit. That would be really cool, but I think it would be hard to make a game based in that region. And I, I think the rumors are that this next one's going to be in the High Rock slash Hammerfell area. Uh, as far as Black Marsh, I think you can, you can visit it in Elder Scrolls Online. But I feel like I've been there before. But I just don't see that being a good setting for an Elder Scrolls game unless they somehow manage to make the, the world varied. You know, I personally, I'd rather play somewhere where the High Elves are. I um, uh, forgot the name of their island. But that would be a cool setting, right? Who doesn't love islands? But definitely would be, like, I think a more a darker tone, maybe, possibly. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people like the Argonians. Hey, I, I wouldn't be against it. I'd still play it. So. I'd play it anyway because it's Elder yeah. Scrolls. I don't care what. Exactly, exactly. As long as it's <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh. like I never finished uh, Skyrim. Uh, I kind of want to go back and play it though. Um, but why are you shaking your head? No, it doesn't hold up. You don't want. You, no, it does hold up. Oh, it does. You don't want to put. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to not in. play anything else. Is yeah. What I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but I like. I feel like if there's a co-op mode, I I feel like it'd be a lot of fun because uh, Valheim got me hooked the whole way, and I, having a game like that with quests and stuff like that that I can go on with my friends would be really cool. Yeah. All right. So, so. second question of this, and I'll I'll start it off. Uh, where the hell am I? What would you bring back from previous games? Uh, for me, that would be, uh, for those who don't know, the PC version has the construction set, uh, which allows you to mod the game and you know make your own whatever you, whatever you can think of. But I want to bring that back, but make it more like Forge, make it more user-friendly. 
so that the just the average Joe can build something crazy and cool and then have other people experience and then be able to upload that and have the console players also play it, which I could see happening because, as you saw with Skyrim and with Fallout, uh, mods were enabled, which is that was mind blowing at the time too. I'm like, how the heck did they make this happen? You were limited by like I think it was three gigs, but still, it was cool to have the option to have mods there. So that that's what I would bring back a simplified construction set to be able to build my own mods, towns, whatever the heck I can imagine with those tools, which are very very robust for what they allow us to do. So, uh, Chris, what 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 would you bring back from past games? Uh, from the past games, I wouldn't know because I didn't play too many of them. <laughs> I remember watching my friend play Oblivion, and then Skyrim came out, and I jumped on that, and that's about it. So, because I played a lot more Fallout than these games, so I wasn't yeah. in, I wasn't really into these worlds until uh, I want to say quite recently, actually. So that's why I kind of want to go back and play Skyrim. I got Skyrim because it was the hype at the time, and mm-hmm. I think I got it as a Christmas gift. Like somebody was just like, "All these kids are playing these," so I a got, great I gift. got it. Great gift, yeah. So. <laughs> Alan, what would you bring back from past games? I'd bring back everything. I, you know, I don't li- actually <laughs> like when games take out features for like their predecessors, especially when you go further on in time, like like further in the timelines, and then they're like, oh, well, you can't do this or you can't do that. I just feel like just bring back everything and then just add new things to those games because I would be upset if I can't turn into a vampire. I'll be upset if I can't turn into a werewolf. Like... Those features for me are like why I play that, that game. Like that would be weird because ever since Morrowind or even before you, you were able to be, become a vampire, which is also exactly. really really cool at the time. But it's it's awesome. Yeah. But even in Skyrim, it's awesome because like just having the ability of like playing at night, like you know what I mean, where you become way more str- like you're stronger. But even when you have the sun effect, like you're stronger because you're more enraged, but you're also losing health. Like. Yeah. I don't want them to take out any of those features. I think every feature that they've added to those games have been great. So, like, why? I just want to just give me everything back. Like, don't you, you know what the cool back. thing about that stuff is the the werewolf and vampirism thing is that it's I think it's fairly well hidden. Not a lot of people yeah. know no, that you can become a know. vampire mm-hmm. and or a werewolf. Like, it's yeah. I don't think there's really a story element to it. You just mm. if you well, happen to be bitten. The Dark Brotherhood there is. In, in Oblivion it was. Because remember in Oblivion, you had to do the Dark Brotherhood. And then he asked you if you want to become one. He was like, do you want to yeah. become one of us? It's the same, yeah, it's the same thing. You, you kill a certain amount of people, mm-hmm. they visit you in your sleep. And then yeah. they try to kill you. Yeah. And then there's the the one where you also can... um, uh, Is it... But And then, then the Lycan, to become a Lycan, you, you, you do have to take a, a scratch from them. And then mm-hmm. you can become like you. But then you wake those up things are so like you would oh, never like, know. Yeah, you would never know. But never something know, you stumble so upon, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy because I remember when they asked me in Oblivion, like they were like, "Would you like to become one of us?" And I was like, "A vampire? Like I, was, <laughs> I could become a vampire? Like I was? I lost it back then because I was like, what? And then like legit, they were like, you wake up the next morning and then you have like. A small taste for blood, and then like you could walk into people's room at night, just drink the blood, and not even wake them up, and then just walk and out. The sun and would hurt you. Power. Like what? Yeah. You can't be out during the day without. And if <laughs> that you was pretty feed, cool. if, you, if it took you too long to feed, like you started to lose like energy, but you started to get like it was amazing. Like just mm-hmm. just having those features, and then like I said in Skyrim, giving us lichen powers, which is what I really wanted, 
it was just like I can be a werewolf on activation. Like, please, like yeah, you know, it yeah. was like the perfect thing because like I had a hunter. I'll never forget like an archer. But then, like, obviously, that like, turning into a lichen was like my oh shit when people got too close, and then it was like you know just become this beast. And I mean, oh, that game. Black Black Magic like, used to used to love joining the thieves guild and becoming a vampire. That was his favorite part exactly. of Oblivion. So yeah, so good for sure, for sure. Uh, da, 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 da. and just for you know shits and giggles, give me give me a release date down to the day. Obviously, just give me November eleventh. No, I don't know about it. It has know. to be November 11th. That's the same. So. That's when Skyrim came out. Right? Yeah, 11, 11, 11. Right. They so, usually... what do you you think? You think uh, the next Elder Scrolls will be 11, 11, 31? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I would. I'm gonna say. Let's see. It's. I think. When did Oblivion come out? Oh six, right? Something like that. Oh six. I think it was March. And then Skyrim was five years after that. Twenty eleven. Yep. So then we're oh god, we're already ten years, dude. Seaport says November eleventh, twenty twenty five. Seaport that says is, that is optimistic. That is pretty. Optimistic. That only gives. Uh, I mean, twenty twenty five. Oh no, well, no. Seaport's like actually my guess. I was, I was gonna say November yeah. twenty twenty five to be honest. Because if they're releasing Starfield next year, then I mean, they Todd Howard said they're still in the design phase. Okay, so I don't believe, that, no. I don't believe they're you know, in the Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I think so, they, they've made. I would say it's about, I twenty, I'd say about what Chase said. To twenty twenty five sounds, sounds good. Maybe twenty twenty four. Maybe if we're lucky. Oof. But, but twenty twenty five sounds like a good year. Four years uh, from now. I think yeah. I think it'd be a year after that. I feel like the game's going to get delayed. I think 2026. So you think it needs five years? I, I, I was thinking around five years, but I think 2025. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to stick with that. making this game for 10 years. Don't let them fool you. They've, yeah. been, they've been designing this game for yeah. since... That's true. The, their last game was what? Uh, did they develop Fallout 76? Or was that somebody else? Did they just published that? I don't know. Whoever did it, though. Yeah. Does not need to... Uh... <laughs> But before Make that, another. the bi last biggest game was Fallout 4, and they just reused yeah. most of the assets from 3 anyway. So I, I think I think I'm with Alan there. I think they have been working on it. They're further along that they're leading on to. Remember Maybe they'll do like a surprise 4, release. Even when Fallout 4 came out, they didn't tell anybody when Fallout 4 was coming out. They literally were like, they showed up at uh, E3 and was like, November, and that was it. Yeah, like, that was cool. <laughs> like, huh? Like... <laughs> And the game was finished. Like it was, they did no story on it. They did no like nothing big. And they showed up at E3 and it was like November. Was that, that the year was that it. they had the Connor, the carnival, their own carnival? I don't remember. Oh. I remember they like. Remember, they, I remember it was like legit. Was like I would never forget because they just dropped it on us, and it was like, wait, that's like in two months, and it literally yeah. came out two months later. Crazy, a fully made game. So. November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Let me let dream. Me dream. <laughs> okay. All right. We won't we won't steal your dreams there. That'd be that'd be awesome. But uh yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh we were gonna talk about this new platform launching for games. We talked about ads uh on one of the past shows, but we won't get too far into it, but I'll just gloss over it. Basically they're making an ad system that developers can opt into to show ads in your game, right? 
So say you're playing Madden, the ads that you see in Madden normally will actually be real ads. And they're even talking about paying, yeah, rewarding you to watch the ads, which, okay. oh, that is intrusive like crazy, right? Nobody likes ads. I think we all agreed that it was not a good thing to have uh, in games. The, but this implementation sounds absolutely terrible, but I see it happening. But uh, you guys want to quick, give your quick thoughts on that? I don't know if you... If you're going to give me ads, article. I just want to see movie ads. I just want to see a poster that says, hey, Black Widow this Friday, and be like, oh, cool. Something like that. That's it. Don't give me all the other BS no. that I'm never going to buy. They're going to give the highest paying, just like they do to commercials. It's going to yeah. be whoever pays yeah, oh, the most. Uh, be on those ads are going to be on those ads. I, I did read a little bit into it. I, I do want to say at least that EA is in on this. Yeah, uh, Tencent is in on it. Uh, uh, la, 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 EVP. I don't know who that is. Oh, but, Black you know, Magic. Don't say that, man. But GTA is going to be filled. I would rather oh, no. Oh, I would I rather pay that. more not to get ads. Honestly, don't do it, dude. That's where it's gonna Actually, go. And I think that would be the best game to have it in because they could just put the ads oh, yeah. out in the world. Yeah, GTA yeah. Six would be dope. Because mm-hmm. um, you could do the just billboards no, and stuff just like no that. No intrusive menu ads. Yeah. Don't don't make me watch an ad before I even start the game. You know, don't play an ad after a cutscene or during a cutscene. Don't no. don't do that. I don't want to see a little banner ad pop up and then I have to close it. No. Big no no. I would I would stop that game right now. So yeah, uh, EA, Tencent, which owns a lot of studios, they have a stake in a lot of uh, American studios. Yeah. Uh, so expect to see it in a lot of sports titles. So maybe another UFC fiasco. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I think we're all all against having ads in games. So do you guys have any uh, any closing thoughts on any of the stories we talked about? No, I think uh, we're good. Uh, yeah. I'm good. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, don't forget, guys, to check us out on all the social medias. Follow us on Twitter, uh, here on Twitch, and make sure to check out the show every Tuesday night. Uh, We don't have Facebook, but... Oh, YouTube. That's a really important one. Keep an eye out this week, hopefully, for a video. I can't really promise anything. Uh, And hopefully next week, uh, I'll have news, good news for the show. We'll see. we're waiting on somebody anyways uh so yeah thank you thank you so much for for joining us um it's been a pleasure uh having you guys here and yando exactly c48 not this water i'll try i'll try but anyways thank you so much everybody for watching and we'll see you next tuesday at eight and last place fire team out <laughs>